0: Greening with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Yes, it is presented by Progressive Insurance rolling along here. Unbelievable day. Again, we were just talking about it. We had seven games. Excuse me. We had, yeah, we had seven game sevens over the weekend. It's just um, like an embarrassment of riches. We had the two from the NBA yesterday. We had five from the NHL over the course of the weekend. And then just very quickly, I want to throw this in because this story was just sent to me. I have some quotes here from Tiger Woods, who um, was on the practice tee at Southern Hills at the PGA Championship this week. And the expectation is that he's going to play. And he said to a, a half dozen reporters, walked the front nine with him, and he said, quote, I've gotten a lot stronger since the Masters. We went back to work on Tuesday after the Masters. Monday was awful. I did nothing. Tuesday was leg day. We went right back. We started ramping up a bit. Everything is better. So he says everything is better than it was when he was at Augusta. And again, he played one round uh, at Augusta well enough that it looked like he might compete. He played a second round well enough at Augusta that he made the cut and then the weekend it unraveled on him. So could we see Tiger, like, literally in the thick of it this weekend at the PGA? Probably unlikely, but it sure would be fun if it happened. Remember, we'll be the uh, place to watch all the PGA action Thursday and Friday on ESPN. I'm Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance makes bundling home and auto easy. Learn more at Progressive.com. All right, let's pick some games. Hashtag KOD
0: the kiss of death
1: uh, let us gather the assembled members of the hashtag crew around us today we have hashtag hembo we have hashtag nuno and we have hashtag cam i think we've given cam a hashtag right he has earned a hashtag
2: after he nailed the sounder at the exact same time this is why people shake nerves As yeah you.
1: and he's got the good pipes i mean cam's got that good voice he does so i think he's pretty good so here's what we have we have heat celtics eastern conference finals begins tomorrow We have all the games on ESPN. Some of them will be on ABC, but we have all the games. I will be uh, traveling with this entire series, so I'm excited. Starts tomorrow night. The Heat are the underdog in this series. The Celtics are minus 175. The Heat are plus 155. Cam, as the newest member of the hashtag crew, I'll give you the first pick. Uh, Who wins this series and in how many games?
2: I think the Celtics win in six.
1: Celtics in six, which means they would wrap it up at home.
2: I I just love that because, like, you asked Cam a question, he immediately responded because he was prepared. I'm just not used to the person sitting in that chair behaving that way. I think it's the Cowboys.
1: Well, I think that Bubba, (laughs) normally what happens is when I ask Bubba a question, and Cam is in Bubba's chair today, first, it takes Bubba about four seconds to find the on button for his microphone. Like, he's been a board operator at ESPN Radio going back to the, the Mike and Mike days, and yet I I see him searching for that button constantly. It's like he doesn't know how to turn his microphone on. So then, so there's that pause. Then he has to like take the lengthy pause to think about his answer. So in total, when you ask Bubba a question, you're usually signing up for about seven seconds of dead air.
2: We need the rundown. To make sure that it finds Bubba's desk because <laughs> That's right. the first time you when you ask the question, <laughs> it's the first time he's hearing the question, <laughs> even right. though we're all prepared for it because we have access to this document. That's right. OK.
1: But anyway, Cam, with a good job there, he's got the Celtics and six. Let me go to Nuno next. Nuno, uh, Celtics Heat, Eastern Conference Finals. Who do you like? It'll be Celtics in five.
3: It'll be a gentleman's sweep in this series.
1: It's wrapping it up. Wh- which game does Miami win? The, the, I
3: think they might actually get a uh, game two
1: game two so the Celtics win game one despite the advantage and rest for the heat um, maybe Boston kind of on a roll going down there we'll see. It's it's a, a fascinating matchup to me. I love the coaches in both cases, but so far both team both our picks are for the Celtics. What do you think, Hemba?
2: I also like the Celtics. I'll say Celtics in six. They're just better than Miami for my money. They got the best defense in the sport. They have the best scorer in the series in Jason Tatum. My money's on the Celtics to win the series in six.
1: So I don't want all four of us to be picking them, but I, I I mean I tend to agree. I told you already I think the Celtics are going to win the championship. I started feeling somewhere in the middle of the series between Boston and Milwaukee that whoever won that was going to win the whole thing. I think they were the two best teams. Um, Miami is excellent, but my question on Miami, I love Jimmy Butler. I love Bam Adebayo, and and Tyler Hero is a terrific player, well-deserving of being the sixth man of the year. But late in close games, see, here's what gives me pause. The Celtics were terrible late in close games this year. What Jason Tatum did in Game 6 was not the norm mm. for Boston this year, not just because he scored 46 points, but they won a close game. They have not been winning close games. They were 29th in the league this year in clutch time outcomes. I, I don't know exactly how they calculate that, but they were are only 30 teams, and they were 29th in winning close games. So close games don't favor them. What I was about to say is, I feel like they have more places to go for a bucket mm-hmm. late in a close game, but the reality is they haven't proved all year long that that works. I think these are two elite coaches. I think Spolstra is one oh, of yeah. the is one of the absolute elite mm. coaches in the NBA, and I love Ime Yudoka. He's, I think he is fabulous. I think he coached circles around Steve Nash and uh, Mike Budenholzer in the two series that have Boston in this place. So I also think Boston wins the series in six, but. Um, It it, it gives me pause that we all think that. Like, generally speaking, when everyone thinks something is going to happen, it doesn't. And I feel like the whole world thinks Boston is going to win this thing. Let's see what winds up happening. The West Conference Finals will begin a day later on Wednesday. Uh, The Warriors are minus 240, so they are a a pretty substantial favorite in this series. The Mavs are plus 200, so the Warriors are pretty um, much—I mean, Vegas loves Golden State. Let's go back to Cam— hashtag cam who have you got in the western conference final
2: i think the warriors win i think the mavs push it to seven games and i could see the mavs being up three two after five i think they're going to put up a huge fight and i think brunson scored 20 plus in nine of 13 games or something i think he's put up uh, a lot more numbers and is getting credit but not quite as much as he should i think the warriors win but it's going to be a good one
1: all right that would mean that the the mavericks would have a game on their home floor to put the Warriors out and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and in that scenario. Once again, Cam coming directly to the microphone, finding <laughs> the on switch rapidly and giving us a, a, a concise, interesting, reasoned take. So that's, that's just not something I'm accustomed this to either. This is unprecedented. It is. It, it's, it's, it's a remarkable day
3: here on Hashtag Greening. <laughs> Nuno, who you got in the West? Uh, you guys are just killing my boy Bubba. But that's what he gets for you know just taking Mondays off. Uh, I'm going with the Warriors in six. I just think that they have too much offensively. I think Steph uh, Steph just goes off in clay. And as much as a cute story the Mavs are, I just can't see this uh, continuing. See, the Mavs I thought they
1: were a cute story, too. And then last night happened, and I ceased to think of them that way. The Mavs were cute pushing the series to seven. Like in our pregame show yesterday, we did NBA Countdown, and we focused mostly on Celtics-Bucks because that's the game we were leading into. But we did do a segment on on the West game, and Jalen made the point, and I think it's right, that the Mavs were playing that game with house money that they had already exceeded expectations. If you look at realistic expectations, the Mavericks to have beaten Utah, even though they had to play the first couple of games without Luca, and then push the Suns, who won 64 games this year, to seven, that was a success. No one was going to bury them if they lost that game last night. Maybe that contributes to their easy win. Maybe the Suns were tight on their home floor, and, and the, the Mavs did play loose and easy. We'll see. Hemba, who do you like in this series?
2: I'm, I'm taking Dallas. I'm, I'm, I'm not picking against Luka Doncic because I think, he is, I think he is obviously and easily the best player remaining in the playoffs. I'm getting a lot of um, like LeBron 2007 vibes. Remember that year where he, he drugged that terrible Cavs team all the way to the finals? and sure. got smoked by San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Luka do that. When's the last time a team reached the conference finals with their second-best player being Spencer Didwitty or Jalen Brunson or Phil in the Brank. They traded Christoph Porzingis during the season. He was supposed to be that guy. This team is... Um, Lucas right now is playing as well as I've seen practically anybody play in the playoffs, and he has not yet had a bad game, let alone series, in his playoff career. I'm, I'm not going to discount that guy against, uh, up against any team. And what we just saw him do against a 64-win Suns team, I think we're going to see him do it again against the Warriors.
1: All right, it's going to be interesting. And, and here's an interesting little note Lorenzo was putting on our screen. What we have are the top four teams in defensive efficiency, or four of the top seven, I should say. The Celtics were number one in defensive efficiency this year. The Warriors were number two. The Heat were number four, and the Mavs were number seven. So while we don't think of the Mavs as a really good defensive team, primarily because we don't think of Luka, who is their star, and candidly, I would guess most people who are, who are casual NBA fans before this playoff run began could not have named for you a second player on Dallas, <laughs> like it was the Dallas Lucas, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, they, they, they play some defense. Look, I, I, I have Golden State in this series, but with no conviction, I, I, I think they are they just have so many different places to go. So on a given night, Steph might beat you on another night. Clay might beat you. And just when you thought we were kind of he had had fallen off substantially. He gave you that game six the other night, game six, Clay, which is obviously really a thing um, on a given night. Jordan Poole may beat you. So they've got a lot of different places they can go. I, I, look, I, I, with no conviction whatsoever, I have the Warriors in six, but I'm not at all surprised, or, or nor will I be that surprised if Dallas winds up winning. We will see. Try the $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Coming up next, we'll explain what Drew Brees and Jet fans have in common. Don't miss it. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash today. That's
0: Macy's.com slash Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. Visit one First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
1: This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. I am presented by Progressive Insurance. We are live every day from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Uh, we're going to take uh, plenty of time for your calls today. I'm going to tell you when to call. About 10 minutes. Don't call now. I don't want you sitting on hold forever. But I'll tell you in about 10 minutes or so that you should call in and we'll get your hot takes coming off an unbelievable sports weekend. But I will admit that we were kind of joking with my tease about how what Drew Brees and Jet fans have in common. But I did find it funny. It was actually Hembo who said it to me in the office this morning. And I thought it is a joke worth making, which is that no one knows better than the Jet fan fan what it is like to have to deal with Tom Brady all the time. And now it appears that Drew Brees, Tom Brady drove him out of football and now has driven him out of broadcasting.
2: (laughs) And maybe back into football.
1: Pretty much seems to be the case. Now, Brees is, I think, joking about going back to football. He's not being serious about that, right? His tweet about I might become a pickleball player or whatever it is, senior golf tour, he's not going back to play football. What does he have
2: to gain by tweeting that, though?
1: I think he just is trying to defuse. Here's what happened, for those of you who didn't follow it. The news is announced yesterday by Andrew Marchand, who is a columnist in the New York Post, who writes about media. So he writes about people like an hour line of work. And he tends to get a lot of inside scoops and stories and stuff. And he had a story that said Drew Brees is not going to be back next year with NBC. And I think that Brees... Now, this is on the heels of Troy Aikman getting paid a trillion dollars to come work here and Tony Romo getting paid a trillion dollars to stay at CBS and Tom Brady getting paid $10 trillion (laughs) (laughs) to go do games at Fox. And Brees, you know, look, these guys didn't get to be who they are without having an ego. I don't mean this insultingly at all, but I'm sure Drew Brees, it's got to be a a, a hit to his ego that at a time he's an all-time great player. And at a time when all these guys are getting paid all this money, the fact that he doesn't seem to have a chair, like a seat in that game of musical chairs, I'm sure that is a little hard for him. I don't know this, and I don't don't know Drew well enough, but it would make sense, right, that, that he might feel that way. So I think he just is trying to deflate it with a little bit of humor, which I think is a normal mechanism that people have. Which is my way of saying, I don't know that for certain, but I'd be very surprised if he is seriously considering a return to playing football, right? You he Drew, he you looked know? very much done when it was done.
2: Yeah, he did. Do you know who Drew Brees reminds me of? Yeah. He reminds me of my friend Greg. My friend Greg is in his early 40s. He called me like a month ago. He's a, like a high school athletic director for like 15 years. And he called me and said, I, I think I want to start running a baseball facility around here. And I said, okay, that's kind of close to what you're doing now. That sounds good. And that fell through. And then he called me two weeks later and said, Hembo, I think I'm going to enroll in the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. <laughs> Greg is having a midlife crisis. And it seems to me that based upon the fact that Drew Brees has hair now, um, retired, did a year in the booth, and is now sort of figuring out what he's doing next, I think he's sort of emulating that kind of behavior.
1: Okay, well then let's turn that into actually a reasonably serious discussion. So you and I and Nuno and Cam and Bubba and everyone else in this conversation, um, we all have an almost unlimited runway in our chosen profession, which is to say there are two reasons that people work. Most people work because they need the money. They do jobs that they would not choose to go to They would not go choose to do the things they're doing every single day were they not getting paid to do them. And then some of us, like many professional athletes and many of us in this industry are fortunate enough that I actually view my job as something I get to do. And I don't say that trying to sound insincere. Like, look what I get to do for a living every day for crying out loud. It doesn't mean there aren't days that I don't feel tired of it or whatever. But at the end of the day, this is a job people would kill to have. And so is the truth about playing football and playing professional sports. I'm 54 years old. I'm much older than Drew Brees. But I still have, I feel like I'm just getting started. Like I I don't feel like I've I've reached anywhere near the pinnacle of what I could do in this business because this is something that I keep getting better at. I feel like I keep getting better and better at it as I go. And I'm anticipating that five years from now, I'm going to be way better at this than I am now. Imagine waking up one day, if someone had told me when I was 30, now in his particular case, he played till he was like 42 or something, which is still very young. If someone had said to me 12 years ago, okay, you're done now. You've done all that you can do. You you just you can't do this anymore. Your vocal cords are no longer as vibrant as they were when you were in your 20s. And so much so that you can't do this job anymore. you got to go find something else to do. Now, in the case of, of, of Drew Brees, he has all the money in the world. So the option could be doing nothing. He could go live on an island. He could go buy an island and live on it with his family and do whatever he wants. So, of course, that makes it infinitely easier, but it does not change the fact that something you have dedicated your entire life to doing and to being the best at is suddenly taken from you at what is still a very young age in the scheme of things, and you wake up one day. I can easily see waking up one day in an existential crisis thinking, well, what the hell do I do now? My entire life, all I've done from the time I was probably eight years old was want to be a football player and prepare to be a football player and do all the things one does to be a football player and get up in the morning with a routine and a a, a strategy and a diet and a nutrition and a chef and and all the different things and the workouts and I got to do, this is leg day and this is all the different, throwing with my throwing coach, all the things that they do, they live their lives on an itinerary of someone else's making. And I will tell you, I don't know about you, I don't handle vacations particularly well. My wife will tell you, That like the second day of a vacation, I start getting antsy. And if things aren't, because if things aren't planned, like that's why I like city vacations. I like going to like big European capitals because I will go, all right, today we're going to an art museum. Like I've got my stuff scheduled, man. I am like, all right, at nine we're doing this, and then we're doing this, then we're meeting them, then we're doing that. You put me on a beach with a book and you tell me, all right, Greeny, tomorrow we're doing this again. I'm going to say, I don't know that tomorrow we're doing this again. And then by the third or fourth day, I'm I'm I need something like I'm just just the way I am. My father was the same way. And that's just the way some people are. So this was a very long winded way of saying that, well, we can joke about this because Breeze made a joke about it and we're just being silly. But I think there really is something to that. I I Mm -hmm. think that it is. It's got to be complicated, you know, and and look at Brady. He retired for a month. After a month, he was like, no, 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 I can't do this. <laughs> I, I don't know what the next step is going to be, but it is not going to be this. And so he's going back to play until he can't walk anymore, and then he's already got the next job lined up, and that's in football too. But
2: what you're saying is why I don't think that I'm 100% sure Drew Brees is joking. He, like Brady, found his purpose in football. Right. That's And purpose is something hard to find when you're – out of football when football
1: was your purpose. Right, but there's a he, I, the the one big difference between Brady and Breeze and you know it is Brady's not done and Breeze was. He was done. Uh, the shoulder and all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is not an insult. The man was 42 years old. He played 6 years longer than most players we call really old. So, he had a full magnificent first ballot Hall of Fame career. But when it was at the end, it was at the end. He he was done, and he knew it. And Brady's not, and he knew it. And that's why Brady's coming back, or is back, and Breeze is not. I I, I think that to be the case. That's what's on my mind. What's on your mind is brought to you by my computer career, training for a better life. All right, let's get the calls going here. I I had another um, green list that I'll try and sneak in a little bit later for us. But right now, I'm going to throw open the phones. Cam is ready to talk to you at 888-SAY-ESPN. And if you can get through him, then you can get to us. We're taking your hot takes off a weekend that had seven game sevens and all sorts of other things going on in the world of sports. So 888 Dial it up right now with your hot takes after this word from 303 Products. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Products. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating provides up to 12 months of protection for your car's paint. While their newest product, 303 Graphene Detailer, can be used more regularly for extra protection, slickness, and shine, and can even be used as a quick cleanup in between car washes. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio.
0: Again, try Jet's signature eight corner pizza and get five dollars off with code 8 Save. That's the number eight, SAVE. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? All right, Greeny, rolling along on this busy day. We've said a lot of words so far on this show. Now it is your turn at 888-SAY-ESPN. Your hot takes uh, off of an unprecedentedly great sports weekend, seven game sevens for your viewing pleasure over the last couple of days, and we'll get to your calls in 30 seconds after this word from Vivid Seats. The NFL schedule is out, and you can be there to catch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. Every power run, every Hail Mary, every touchdown celebration live with Vivid Seats rewards. You earn free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. It's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the 50-yard line to the end zone, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today, vivid seats life happens live all right cam hashtag cam the newly anointed hashtag member uh has the calls today so let's see how we do with our hot takes cam who's first up
0: anthony in new york city
1: all right anthony you're ready to roll here on espn radio give me a hot take
3: hey, mr greenberg it's a real honor to talk sports with you so
2: here's my thing um big duke fan i think that
3: after seeing what Jason Tatum's done in the playoffs, I think he's fifth in players under 25 years old and most points scored. I think that he has become the greatest NBA player to ever come out of Duke University. He's past Kyrie Irving, and he's past Grant Hill. It was...
1: It was- Oh, was Grant Hill was the other one? Yeah, that's a great call. It's an interesting conversation. I think he's going to be that for sure. Well, let's make it pretty simple. Now, how much older is Kyrie than um, than Tatum? Is, is Kyrie? He's not thirty, is he? Yeah,
2: I think so. So Tatum's twenty-four. Right. And Kyrie, Kyrie's how old? Kyrie is. Uh, he's, uh, 30. 30. He's, 30. He's, yeah, he's thirty. He's <laughs> thirty. Yeah, six years. So
1: I mean. It, Age is not the only reason, I would say. If you were starting a team right now, you would take Tatum over him in the blink of an eye. And obviously, Grant Hill's career, it's almost impossible to put it in perspective. If, anyone who's old enough to have watched him and his prime, which I am, and then if you talk to anyone who played with or against him, including Jalen, I've had this conversation with Jalen a million times. If Grant Hill had had a full, healthy career without all the problems he had with his ankles— Grant Hill would be one of the great players ever. Mm. Like, he was a Hall of Famer and had an injury-marred career. He would have been that kind of great. So Jason Tatum is going to surpass him. I agree with that because Grant Hill just never got a chance to be all the things he could have been. I think Grant Hill would have been all the things we think Jason Tatum is about to be. That's how good I think Grant Hill was.
2: What is so bizarre, though, is that Grant Hill is Duke's only Hall of Famer. Think about that. All of Coach K's guys, right?
1: None of them are in the Hall of Fame.
2: Grant Hill was at least the first. Christian Leitner is not in the Hall of Fame, is he? I don't, I don't, I don't he, know. No, he's Leithner's, in the Hall of
1: Fame as a dream teamer. I, they put the dream team in, but yeah, that's not, not what you mean by that. right? I'm
2: looking at the leader. Like, Elton Brand's not. See, that's Hall interesting to me because
1: not. they put college people in there. They put people right. in because sure. of their collegiate careers.
2: Grant Hill was the first. I don't think anyone have has been in since him either. I'll double-check that, but I think he is Coach K's only guy.
1: No, it's at that, I wouldn't be that surprised. Um you know, Leitner was was a great collegiate player and a very good NBA player. He made all-star teams, but not a Hall of Fame, not even close to a Hall yeah, of Fame caliber Grand NBA Hill. player. Grant, Grant Hill would have been one of the all-time greats. Grant Hill was Scottie Pippen with more offensive game. He, he was a, a, a better scorer than scotty pippen was and he was just as athletic and just as good defensively and just as point Mm forwardy and all of that he was scotty pippen with even more offensive game and he just didn't get to have the longevity you know the what what, about six years into his career ish when he first started having the terrible injuries and that was that and he was never the same again
2: seventh year he played four games but in his first six he averaged 22 eight and six
1: yeah and 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 he, he was special ridiculously special but Anthony to your point yes I think Tatum is about to become that guy uh your hot takes are brought to you by 303 products 303 products has your number with a full line of premium protectants and cleaners they have everything you need to keep your car looking new longer uh Cam who's next
2: Greg in DC
1: all right Greg give me a hot take
2: well so my hot take is uh basically getting your opinion and Hembo's opinion especially because no hitter with a loss you know that that's fine that happens And I don't have a problem with it. However, with putting a runner on second base now in extra innings, you could conceivably throw a perfect game and get the loss and have a pitcher have a loss. And I have a big problem with that. And we need to do something about this rule.
1: That is a fascinating take. That is a
2: great call from Greg.
1: So I had never thought of that. You could have a perfect game, but they put the runner on second. You sacrifice him over with a bunt, then you hit a sack fly with one out, the runner scores, the perfect game is intact. <laughs> the pitcher throws a perfect game and loses. That I I just want to say I hope it happens. It's ridiculously unlikely, (laughs) but that is one of my, Greg, you have just made one of my favorite calls I've ever taken in my 30 years hosting radio shows.
2: I need to look up if it would be categorized as a perfect game, because I don't, I have not asked that question, and obviously such a thing could have never happened or would have never happened before. I also happen to think that putting the runner on second base is terrible for baseball. It's so hokey and so little league, and that would be a perfect Way to prove it. If that kind of thing happens, that would be a perfect way to prove it. That's so good. Isn't that
1: fun? Oh, I I love that he just thought of that. Had you thought of that? I had not thought of it. You could have a perfect game and lose because they put the runner on second. Greg, I love you. That was a great call. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Cam, who's next?
2: We've got Mike in Long Island.
1: All right, Mike, give me a hot take. Hey, it's a pleasure to
3: speak to you. I just wanted to say I, uh, I'm a letter carrier with the post office, and you get me through every morning. Well, I'm so show, glad. So thank, thank you, you very
1: much. Thank you. What could, what, what's your hot take right. today?
3: Well, my hot take isn't so much about the games this weekend, although they were excellent. It has to do with the um, frustration level with Hembo pronouncing the word one. <laughs> and uh, oh, to God. demonstrate that, I wanted to go through an exercise, if I could, with Hembo. Please. Since you guys are Disney guys, can you say this for me, Hembo? Obi-blank Kenobi? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. And how is that spelled?
2: I actually don't know. How's that spelled? It's
1: I think W-A-N. Is it spelled W-A-N? I believe it's spelled
2: W-A-N. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, yeah. I'm going to start calling him Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> You're my only
1: hope. <laughs> Listen, I have spoken to the Kenobis. They pronounce it Wan. I, I I'm have. i tight with the Kenobis. They are of, because Mike is a letter carrier in Long Island, they are of the Syosset Kenobis, and they have told me <laughs> that that his, the, the name is pronounced Juan. They want three or four. The, no, no, the way you talk is ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. Even you have to recognize. It's I don't ridiculous.
2: recognize this. I've said I've I've pronounced that word that way for as long as you've known me.
1: You are the only person alive who does it, though.
2: It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm doing it wrong. Yes, it does. You you have the rare genius, line. Like This could be my rare genius. No,
1: day. no. If this is your rare genius, you need to start seeking out another one. You, you need. <laughs> this is a terrible genius to have. This genius stinks. Uh, let me get. I liked that call. The calls are fun today. I really like this. I was going to get my green list in here, but if the calls are going to be this much fun. Let's keep going. Cam, what do you got? They won three or four. Alonzo in
2: Virginia.
3: (laughs) I
1: can't. They've won three or four. All right, Alonzo, give me a hot take.
3: You guys are looking for hot takes, but I don't think none of them them beat what you guys, your hot takes when you're picking the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Really? I think Nuno had uh, the Celtics in five, Cam, Celtics in six. Right. Hembler must have forgotten what he just saw in the last series against the Sixers. Because the Miami Heat are a team, or the team to beat in this this final, this conference finals. You, you meant you? I think you ranked Butler as number three. This, no, Butler is, playoff Jimmy Butler is a different beast, different animal. You got the best coach in the NBA, Eric Spoelstra, who's going to run circles on everybody. Uh, don't sleep on the Miami Heat, people. You've been doing this for a while now. They're a really good team. Don't forget what happened also in our our bubble. That series but with besides a few additions and subtractions those two teams look relatively similar. Al Horford different. You've got you got J, you got a PJ Tucker now in the mix. It's going to be Miami Heat in 6. I like it. Alonzo, I like it. I like your faith in your team and and that's the
1: way you should feel. And I will say this, I lean Boston in this series, but I would not be the least bit surprised if the Heat win. And my man Jimmy G Buckets, the G stands for gets is, is I agree with you. He is phenomenal in the playoffs. I love his leadership. Look, here's the one thing we can all agree on. Well, I agree with everything you said. I love Spolster. I think he's an unbelievably mm-hmm. good coach. Um, here's the one thing that I will say. If Jimmy Butler, if the Sixers had chosen Jimmy Butler instead of Tobias Harris and ultimately Ben Simmons, think how different things would be right oh, now.
2: I made a list for the show today of all the things the Sixers have done wrong including this, you know, the the hanky resignation and Brian Colangelo and Brian Colangelo's wife and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> choosing? Choosing? <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten that story. I, you had forgotten about Calangelo's Colangelo, wife?
1: Brian, no, I, re, I know what you're talking about. I had forgotten that it happened. I know what it is.
2: Anyway, the, 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 <laughs> des- <laughs> the, decision, the decision to go with Tobias Harris slash Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler is the biggest mistake they made. And that's going to be what costs this team a chance at a championship. It, it was when you the, the process, right? The whole thing. Yeah. You can't get this many things wrong and it work. You no matter how good Joel Embiid is.
1: See, the ultimate irony of this is that the process was created to try and strip things down, get rid of all bad contracts, and and try and and build a mm-hmm. great team. What you're going to be next year is a bloated team with the worst contract in the NBA on it. You're going to give James Harden $270 million to play basketball for your team for the next five years. That's right. And that is immediately going to be the worst contract in sports. So you're going to have gone from the process to whatever the opposite of the process is, whatever we would describe as the direct diametric opposite of the process is what you're going to be.
2: And here, what you're sacrificing in that year-over-year talent acquisition at the top of the draft is culture. Like, and all the teams that are left in the playoffs have it. The Sixers don't. And so long as they do that with Harden, they won't. so they won't win. I, I, I'm with you on that,
1: on all of that. All right, this is good. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN is the number. Let's do another one. Cam, who you got?
2: Uh, Steve is next. I would like to go on record. Nuno spelled it S T E P H. So it's Steve, but uh, he prena- he spelled it Steph.
1: So so that's the is, is or maybe his name is actually Steph. Steve, are you Steve or Steph? I'm Steve. You're Steve, <laughs> but do you spell it S T E P H? I well, it's Stephen, Stephen, but my the shortened version is steve but do you pronounce, but do you spell your name with a ph or a v
3: i spell it with a ph
1: yes So like my son that, that's a correct but the shortened version of that is not s t e p no i screwed Nuno. this first of all I screwed, Steph the, Curry. I, I
3: screwed this up i told see this these board ops don't listen i told them his name is steve go to steve case closed
1: yeah i know who it is i'm just saying you spelled it incorrectly <laughs> but you spelled it wrong up there this is not all right, steve, steve's fault
3: steve. Uh, exactly steve do so what you what's want happening to do, steve. is
1: poor steve has called into the show he has waited all this time on hold and now that he actually gets on the air we are taking up his time over a spelling discrepancy which is just an, an, an annoying uh n- no end all right go ahead one three or four you've got it steve take it away what's your hot take
3: Okay, this is in defense of Hembo. Thank you. Okay. If you take the word uh, ran, R-A-N, or fan, F-A-N, put a W in front of it, and you have wan. If you take the word uh, run, R-U-N, or fun, F-U-N, s- substitute the first letter with a W, and you have won. And if you take Ron R-O-N, and put a W in front of it, W-O-N, you would have won.
1: Hold on a second. Can, can, I, can I combat this? I can't believe we're actually going to do this. <laughs> Leave Steve up there. Steve, are you, do you happen to be a father? Yes, I am. All right. Do you have a, a male child?
3: Yes, and his name is Steven also.
1: Okay, well, that's terrific. But my question is, what is he to you? He is, a, he is a, my son. Your son. How do you spell that? S O N. If you substitute the S for a W, how would you say that? Well, He's not your son, son, I would imagine. What I'm trying to say, Steve, <laughs> is Steven is not your son. One, one. You don't but, walk into a broom and say, Hi, my name is Steve, and this is my son, Steve. He, he won, one. Because or four. if you did, no one would talk to well, you, well, you anymore. They'd won, say, won? Oh, Steve, look, crazy Steve has just walked in <laughs> with his son, <laughs>
2: Steven. <laughs> What the no, it's Steph? It's pronounced Steph. It's Steph. And it's spelled S T A. Yeah, he doesn't even know how to
1: spell his own name.
2: <laughs> all right. What a great
1: Steve, call. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Steve. Thank Thanks you for Steph. all the calls today. I, I got to tell you, I'm very giddy today. I, I can't stop laughing. I walked in this morning exhausted. So I stayed up late watching that game last night. And even though it was decided, I couldn't turn it off because it was, it, I was fascinated by how awful Phoenix was, the Phoenix Suns, and and, and 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 as the game went on, and so then I got into bed, and I just had trouble sleeping. I just could not fall asleep. I woke up feeling horrible this morning, is what I'm trying to say. I came in today feeling tired, sluggish. Patrick Beverly... Pumped me up like he was so good. He brought so much energy to get up that I felt great. And I felt much better as this show has gone on. I still feel great, but I'm starting to feel that tired is hitting me. You know, that feeling, we all know that when you've like gotten a second wind and it carries you for a little while, but then you can start feeling it coming. I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep before the plane takes off. I'm going out to LaGuardia. I'm flying down to Miami. I will be asleep before they say fasten your seatbelts. That's how tired I'm feeling. And when I get that way, I get very giddy. And so everything is making me laugh. But I think that was, independent of that, I think that was hysterically funny. <laughs> that it just jumped into my head that he's giving us all these notes. But the reality is, if, you, if my, my closing argument wins, right? I think I win. Your closing argument won. It won. Your son. When you have a kid. All right, here we go. I'm having two you, girls. You're having two girls. Two girls. But let's just say for the sake of this discussion... You and Lizzie then wind up continuing to have children after the two girls. Do we have to jump ahead? Yeah, we're going to jump ahead. Okay. And, and you have a boy. You have a male child. And I say, oh, how would you describe your relationship? You're his father, and what is he to you? What word will you use?
2: This is my son, Stefan. You will not
1: say that. You will not say son. When people, when you people, have to. When you meet your dad's friends or something like that, do you say, oh, yes, I'm his son? <laughs> And if you said that, would anyone ever speak
2: to you again? What does it say about our show, though, that we had five calls to do hot takes and three of them were about how I
1: <laughs> pronounce words? Like, what are we doing it goes here? to tell you your pronunciation <laughs> is enraging people. They are inflamed. <laughs> All right, I'm headed to Miami. See you tomorrow, ESPN Radio.
3: This is why people shake nerves.
0: They want three or four.